Or hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Beyond the Art podcast. Today, I'm here with Yash, aka Matthewball. What's up? Thanks for having me. Yep. So today, we're gonna talk about uh, some combo guards that we've both been pretty interested in this uh, this past or this current current year. So we're gonna talk about Jordan Poole, Anthony Simons, and Taylor Horn Tucker. So Yash, where do you want to start? Ah, uh, let's talk. Jordan Poole, that's Jordan my Poole, guy, okay. of course. All right, so just let me read some of his uh, basic stats from this year. So across this season, he's averaged uh, 16.9 points on 43% uh, field goal percentage and 34% from three, three rebounds and three assists. So, yeah, Yash, I know Jordan Poole is kind of your guy. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, Jordan Poole, you know, uh, what, combo guard, 6'5" uh you know in golden state he plays a lot of the uh, the two next to staff of course and he he runs you know quote unquote the point uh in bench lineup so uh that's really informal uh he's most usually he's primarily used as an off guard uh you know running off screens uh you know when in, in split cuts he's the guy that's, that's shooting off of curls uh but I, th- I think there's a lot more to jordan pool than than a movement shooter than that he's currently being used as. Uh, I think he's one of the best slashing guards in the league already uh, in year three, slashing and finishing. Uh, he's got that lightning quick first step, uh, you know, catches guys off guard. Uh, you know, in pick and roll, he's like a walking paint touch, collapsing the defense. And uh, he's able to make plays off of that too, uh, whether it's finishing or, uh, you know, kicking out with either hand, dump offs and whatnot. Though, uh, you know, with Golden State's personnel, uh, you know, Kavon Looney is, is not the best finishing big in the league. So, uh, you know, pick and roll usage is, is pretty spare on that roster. And uh, that's where that's where he's at his best, in my opinion. But we don't see a lot of that as a result. Uh, but, yeah, that's a that's a brief overview of Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of him until I started talking to you about him. Then I really started to see a lot of like the downhill stuff. Like he has this one move where he like he'll like throw the ball ahead of him. Like he'll do that like on like a split on like a pick and roll. He'll like throw the ball ahead and like running again. And he's just so fast when he does that. It's like an, almost like an instant, like he gets into the paint every single time uh when he when he does that move. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. It's kind of like the you know, like the Tony Parker crossover where Tony Parker kind of like pushes it across his body. So Jordan Poole kind of does that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of like that move. So he throws it like way ahead and just like picks the ball up. Yeah, he um, had a play uh, in San Antonio yesterday. Uh, the push dribble to beat, uh, you know, to split two defenders, and then he had that up and under finish. Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, the he reverse, used that a lot. Right? Yep, the reverse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that one that one was really nice. Um, my only thing about him, I was watching some some clips earlier. I he does get to the the rim a lot, um, better than I think rest the rest of the actually maybe I don't teach he different story, but definitely better than, than Simon's, but his finishing, like actually finishing at the rim. I don't, I don't know. A lot of the times when I was watching him, he would get like swallowed up at the rim by just length. Like even like LaMarcus Aldridge was kind of like when they were playing the nets a uh, few, few, I think like last week, um, he Marcus Aldridge kind of like swallowed him at the rim a few times. So mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing that plays into that is his lack of strength right now uh, and real size. Uh, like, like you said, contact, uh, he, he's, he can finish through contact. He has good body control, but uh, he gets bullied a little bit uh, when he's met with resistance at the rim. Uh, he had a few plays last night in San Antonio too, uh, where, where Jakob Pertl, you know, he's a really good rim protector, but 
there are plays where he, he just got like moved out of position in, in midair, and that's largely due to the size. Uh, but I think as he adds bulk, uh, you know, um, it, that won't be as big of an issue. Of an issue. Uh, but just as a, as a pure finisher, I, I think like craft-wise, uh, you know, he's up there uh, like the least best. Yeah, he, he has some of the, the stuff where he isn't necessarily in the air when he's finishing, but he'll, like, stop like, and do, like, a spin move turnaround jumper, mm-hmm. um, things like that, like, up and unders using his pivot. He does that yep. pretty well. Um, what about his shooting? Let's talk about a little more of his shooting. For me, he, he is, like, a really, like, a really, really good shooter, right? But just sometimes for me, like, his footwork is kind of crazy when he comes off screens. Like, sometimes it be just, like, super wide for some reason yep. and then just shoot stuff off balance. Yeah, uh, definitely inconsistent footwork. Uh, it's been a theme the last couple of years. Uh, and yeah, just the way he sets up into the shot, uh, you know, sometimes you know, that's why he isn't as good coming off the screens because, you know, the inconsistent footwork and even uh, on the shot motion itself, he'll, he'll flail his arms looking for contact. So, you know, that plays into the percentages being low, uh, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know you're super high at him. So like, Give me so what's his like median outcome you think but what is like like the, also like the ceiling like the the higher percentile outcome too i think in the right situation well you know we're talking about uh a primary a superstar primary offensive guard uh lead guard type of uh you know someone who you could hand the keys to your to your offense and you know he could he could do things with that but in golden state you know like i said he's at his best running pick and roll uh, you know, I think that's where he'll thrive because, uh, you know, asking him to generate, uh, you know, downhill penetration by himself from a standstill, uh, you know, I, I think developmentally Golden State is, is not the best place for him to uh, realize his, his, out, his, you know, high end outcome. Uh, but I think even in Golden State, he'll, he, you know, uh, in, in that situation, he'll still end up uh, reaching that all star level. Um, but, but, you know, in goal, he just won't get the reps that someone like Anthony Simons will, uh, you know, handing the keys already uh, in that situation. So I, I think as a median outcome, like, I think he's an all-star lock uh, as an offensive player. Uh, it's just anything beyond that, it all depends on the situation that he's put into. Yeah. So, oh, so you're saying if he was not, not on a Warriors uh-huh. Team where they already have their kind of like their core figured out. He, like, he gets a bunch of all, bunch of all uh, what's it called on ball reps. Mm-hmm. Then he would be like an all-star. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's like a player comp you think for that, that type of outcome, like that all-star outcome? Cause I, I uh, kind of have a hard yeah. time envisioning that. Cause mm-hmm. like, I think of him as like an off the bench score. And like, I can't, I don't always think of him in terms of like primary creator, like all-star level guy. Cause he's always coming off the bench now. Yeah. Uh, I think like someone like Jamal Murray, uh, who can generate uh, stuff at the rim, but, you know, leans into that, that shot maker role. Because uh, I, I think that's, that's that median outcome. And if we're talking like superstar, then we get into like Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Uh, I think they really fit his, his archetype pretty well. Oh, I like the I like the Jamal Murray. I kind of forgot about Jamal Murray because he hasn't played in like, Bro, yeah. like, in so like a long. year now. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of forgot about him. They actually play like super, even their like shooting form, I feel like is like, pretty similar i don't know what mm-hmm. it is just like me me thinking about it um yeah so context obviously not great for for jordan Poole, but like he definitely yeah. has the the skill foundation to to reach like some sort of all-star level yeah right okay um 
do you have any more on poor can we move on to simons you think uh, i think we can move on okay yeah. all right so anthony simons uh i kind of well i've I liked him because I, I kind of followed his followed him in high school because he was kind of uh, big on the on like YouTube and like Ball's Life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went like late first round coming out of IMG. Just some just some basic stats on him. He's okay for the month of I put in the month of January because earlier this season he wasn't playing as much um, behind the Lillard McCollum. But in the month of January he averaged he's averaging twenty three points on forty six percent field goal percentage and uh 42.7 from three um 6.7 assists and 2.9 rebounds yeah not gonna lie the the assist numbers for me are just like kind of inflated a bit like when i watch him a lot of it is just like he's standing up top as like the guy handling the ball and like he gives it to norman powell and cj mccallum coming off like floppy or something and then they Mm -hmm. score and he gets an assist which is not really like an assist in my opinion um but yeah, so what what are you what are your thoughts on him to start off? Yeah, uh, the, yeah, that passing point I agree with. Uh, you know, Nurkic really plays into that as well. Uh, you know, he can create off the roll. Uh, you know, so all it takes is a pocket pass and uh, for him to like drop step into a post hook or something. Uh, so I think there is passing juice with Anthony Simons, but uh, I agree that the the numbers are might be a bit inflated uh, right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, him and him and Pool hit the. Mm-hmm pocket pass pretty well um mm-hmm. but like i just i don't get to see enough of them like it's like spread pick and roll like weak side skip just because like for for pool like it's like the nature of the warriors offense like they just they never really get that type of stuff mm-hmm. and then uh portland like i think for simon he's always hunting the the pull up three i think almost to his detriment because he's not he doesn't always like end up hitting the roll guy. So he's just kind of like banking on him, making these like really, really tough pull up threes. And like, I feel like that, that works regular season when you're playing against like probably like drop coverage a little more, but like in a higher level situation, like playoffs when team could just like send a big up or send it. Cause I don't, I don't, can he really beat a big off the dribble like that? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think so. I mean, he has like the, the shiftiness and, and the handle to get by bigs. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like, he often short circuits things into like, you know, either pull up jumpers or even floaters uh, where he could like take an extra step uh, to make a, a big commit and hit him, hit him with a dump off or something like that. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think right now he's really more of a shot maker uh, than like a decision maker on offense. But uh, yeah, I think that's where he stands. Like in a sense right now, I feel like he's almost playing kind of like Seth Curry versus like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another guy that kind of like just gets downhill but can also take the i guess i'm like Dam- damian Lillard. i don't know i don't know but uh, he's cj kinda, cj oh yeah maybe maybe cj but cj doesn't always get downhill like that a lot of times would just like go to his mid-range bag a lot mm-hmm. uh, i guess simon's does do that. He, simon's really doesn't get to the rim at much yeah much. Like, even mm-hmm. in like his high scoring games like when he was first breaking out when you look at his shot chart like he barely got into the paint well he, he would get into the paint a little bit but like most of the time he doesn't get all the way there. It's like either it's going to be a floater or like a pull up, pull up jumper. He doesn't get to the right. rim at all, which mm-hmm. worries me a little bit as him for him being like a primary career. Cause I, I think rim pressure, if you're a primary guy, you like need that. Definitely. I don't, I don't think Simon's has that. He's also like very, very slim too. Um, I remember he's like six, five, one eighty. Let me, let me double check, but like, that's very light. Yeah, that feels about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you're right. Uh, he only gets to the rim something like 1.8 times a game. You know, to put that into perspective, he's taking like more floaters uh, and like push shots. So like, I think it was something like two and a half or something, a non-restricted area attempts. So uh, that's definitely a problem, not getting to the rim enough and, you know, short-circuiting shots into like floaters and pull-up chase. Yeah, it just feels kind of do or die. Like if his shot's hitting like it was like earlier um, in his run, like when Damian Lillard went out and like they had no CJ McCollum or Norman Powell, um, like then he looks really, really good. But then sometimes just when his shot's not falling, he doesn't really bring anything else. Like against OKC the other day, um, I don't remember. I don't, he only made, he only had three field goals and he took, I don't remember the exact number now. But yeah, he, he shot really poorly. And, and OKC is actually pretty surprisingly lanky too. I think, and their bigs are, like, pretty mobile. Um, mm-hmm. And Lou Dort also gave him a lot of trouble, too, just, like, rear-view contest and, like, just fighting over screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he had a pretty rough game, uh, pretty rough game then. Um, yep. But, yeah, so for outcome-wise, what do you see Simons as? Uh, it's, it's really hard to say. Like, I think the, the shooting is very legit. He'll be one of the best shooters in the league, you know, for a long time. Uh, but – you know, the question is, you know, he has all the tools to get to the rim, get downhill. You know, he has the, the shiftiness, the handle, uh, change of direction and whatnot. But, you know, another thing, you know, you, you sort of touched on this, the physicality in his frame. Uh, you know, he's really light, so he gets moved around a bit, even when he does drive. So, you know, the, that, you know, sort of turns layups into floaters. Uh, so the question is, like, can he add bulk and can he, can he change his approach when attack, you know, to attack the rim more, uh, you know, but if he does, I think like he and Poole are in a, in a similar spot and Simons might even have the benefit because of his situation. Ultimately, uh, if Portland really leans into uh, embracing him as their, their, you know, gives them the keys to the franchise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think the most likely pathway for Simons in terms of like the team context is, they move on from McCollum. He becomes the starting two guard. Um, next to Dame? Yeah, next to Dame. I don't uh-huh. think they're going to – unless Dame wants to wants to leave, I highly doubt they're going to move him. Um, and I think I think I, I like a lot of the reports come out. It's like they're going to retool around Dame versus like completely, completely just blowing it up. But like is yeah. he – do you think his outcome is – is he going to become better than like a CJ McCollum, you think? Uh, I think he can, uh, you know, even if he doesn't end up getting to the rim at a high volume, that uh, he's still going to be a very effective shot maker off the dribble. And I think he will be a better passer than CJ eventually. I think the flashes are enough for that. So, I mean, maybe like, so like CJ level all-star uh, seems like a, a solid uh, realistic projection for him. Yeah. Just like team wise though, like, I don't, if they do decide to put like the insert silence to like the starting two spot, like I don't really know how that like fundamentally changes the Blazers. Like, what's going to be any different? You're going to have like a Dame who's, I mean, this year at least he was regressing at least a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and he's, I don't know that that might that might that trend might continue to the next few seasons. So like I don't really know like where the Blazers are still going because I do like Ant Simon's game. Like when his when his shots falling from three, like he just looks unstoppable. Mm-hmm. But then that's not going to be all the time. And I think he does have some like inherent weaknesses. Like he just kind of just relies on that pull up three a lot. Um, so yeah, obviously him getting to the rim a little more, I think that'll be better. And then defensively too. I think that also will come with the, the weight thing. Um, mm-hmm. and he's also bigger than CJ's like 
more like six four, six five, where CJ yeah. is like more like six two. So I think right. there's that's a that's a little better. Um, but yeah, then now we can get into uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. THT. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't exactly fit this this group of like well performing combo guards, but you know THT. Uh, we were talking this about this like right before, but he's not even averaging double digits right now. He's averaging nine point nine nine point nine points per game yeah. on forty percent field goal shooting and twenty five percent from three, uh, three rebounds, two point five assists. And I got baited the other day. Um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter like the Shams Tarania thing. Yeah, I saw I that. I he was in I'm the like, should I tell him? Should, should, should I let the joke go? I, I, I don't know. I, I literally felt no one responded, and then I realized later I'm like, oh shoot, wait a minute, yeah. I got baited. Yeah, a lot of people did, you know. You're not alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I fell for that. Like, 20, like <laughs> 25% from three. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't, uh, how much THC have you, you watched, uh, by the way? Because I know you don't – I don't know if you watch the Lakers as much. Uh, if I'm being honest, not too much. I've seen Laker games, but uh, I haven't really, like, focused on THT individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have a, a general idea of what he is right now, but, like, uh yeah okay yeah so i'm you know i'm from la so i follow the lakers a little a little bit like i try not to be too much of a homer you know it's actually not that hard to not be a homer because the lakers oh, are yeah. just very hard to watch sometimes it's mm. painful just painful basketball but um i don't i'm just really enamored by like thc like his ability just to get to the basket almost at at will and then he also has the the physicality to like finish through contact but he also has like Good enough finesse to where he'll he'll like duck under guys and like he has this one move he gets to it's like a he'll drive from like the right and he'll like double pump it and then get to the other side of the rim and then finish with his right hand on the left side it, every time he does that just it looks so awesome but yeah his his jump shot though is like i don't know it's very it's very inconsistent because he almost in almost a sense i feel like he's a better off the dribble shooter than he is like catch and shoot Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's kind of like I kind of like think about it in terms of like DeMar DeRozan too because DeMar DeRozan like you're not going to ask him to be like a spot-up guy and that's what the Lakers are asking THT to do and I don't think mm-hmm. he's type, that type of guy but the thing is they need those type of guys on the court so and it's just hard to like his game it's like very hard to scale down I feel like because he needs to get his his touches and stuff and then when you yeah. have LeBron, Russ, AD even like Melo too like just like the hierarchy wise like he's just so far down and that's why i think like guys like austin reed like are the, he's succeeding right now in la because um, yeah. like he can just like take that smaller one and then malik monk too but malik monk's also just he's doing some more stuff off the dribble because um they've been missing missing lebron um but yeah just like on tht i think he's he's definitely lost a lot of confidence in his jump shot um like if you look at his recent game log like he's never he's not even like getting that many threes up at all like a lot of it's just He'll just, even if the defense is doesn't even like closing out all the way, he'll just like attack off the cash and just try to create something like in the mid range or in the paint. And sometimes it just doesn't work out because he is a little bit on the smaller side. He's like six, six, four. Yeah. So sometimes he has trouble like creating separation. Um, but yeah, like what are you, what are your thoughts if you, if you have any on uh, THT? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to watch THT in LA. Uh, you know, they aren't a good fit for him. He's in a good fit. With, with like you know where they are at right now as a contender uh but you know i think there is something there with Taylor. uh and, you know i've talked to people uh, on twitter about this but uh yeah like you said uh he's an excellent 
slasher and finisher. Uh, you know, the wingspan plays into that. He's like like six four listed, but he has like a seven one wingspan, something crazy like that. Uh, you know, so that allows him to, uh, you know, even if he doesn't get much lift, he's able to get shots over the rim and on, on like both sides of the rim because of that. Uh, yeah, the jumper, I'm not sure, you know, the, the percentages obviously look terrible. Uh, but like, do you think there's something that could be done with mechanics or is, um, is it just lost cause? It, it's, you know, it's really hard to tell. Like I was trying, I was actually trying to, I've been looking at that recently, mm-hmm. just like looking at the mechanics, but like when you like slow the film down, it's just so blurry. It's hard to see. But like one thing I noticed, he doesn't really flex his wrist when he shoots. He kind of just like brings it back over his head with his uh, uh, wrist in like kind of like a neutral position. And he like, it kind of like catapults a little bit, honestly. And I think that's mm-hmm. why some of his misses are just like off the backboard. Like he's straight away and he'll, he'll hit like the right side of the backboard. <laughs> I'm like what? Wait, what in the world? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's also shooting like 80% from the line, but he's also only getting like two attempts up per game, which is also kind of surprising. But I guess he, he does avoid contact a little bit um, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, I think that, yeah, mechanically, that's that's an issue. And sometimes he doesn't fully extend his arm on his follow-through. He kind of, like, just short arms it, which mm-hmm. I think is an issue. And then his arc is kind of all over the place. Sometimes he'll, like, on his, when he's doing it, like, he gets into his bag a little bit and then, like, boom, step back. His shot actually looks a lot better because I don't think he's really thinking about it as much. He's kind of just, like, letting it fly. So it just looks right. a lot better. But when he has his, like, catch and shoot, sometimes it's, like, you can you can tell he's, like, thinking about it a little bit. And then the, it's, like, it's not even straight, which is an issue. Like if, if you're missing like short and long, but you're at least straight, like that's, that probably means you're a pretty good shooter. But if you're just like off left, off, right, like really bad misses, then there's probably something like inherently wrong with your shot. And mm-hmm. I don't think like, I, I really don't like the, the thought of like revamping someone's um, shot. I know. I think we yeah. talked about this before, like with like, yeah, Jarrett, Col- with like Jarrett Culver, like now how he's shooting, like uh, it, it just sucks to, see someone just like completely like change their muscle memory like while they're in the nba when they're already gonna get like such limited opportunity mm-hmm. um like it's just definitely not a good idea but yeah i just i feel like there's just something there he just has a knack for getting through him out of all these guys i think he's probably i, I don't know is he do you think he's a better finisher than jordan Poole? uh i mean i, I gotta side with jordan on this jordan, just, uh, okay. yeah uh but yeah he's great and you know he's an excellent passer too mm-hmm. uh which is really fun uh, you know, getting getting into the paint, you know, kicking out. And, you know, the whole thing about the shot, you know, confidence plays a lot into that. And, you know, it, it's tough to get confidence as when your minutes are as var- variable as they are uh, and your role is constantly changing on this Laker team. Uh, so, you know, development, uh, it's he's, I don't think he's ever going to see it in L.A., uh, you know. But if a team is willing to ch- take a chance on him, you know, Twitter makes jokes about this all the time, you know, THT in a first-round pick for, like, a superstar. Uh, but if they eventually end up freeing him, you know, uh, there's probably something there with him, you know, like an all-star potential. Yeah, you know, every young player in LA doesn't doesn't work out, and they go somewhere yeah. else, and then and they start boom, popping Brandon up, Ingram, you know? boom, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's just t- so tough to see because there's just never any continuity with the Lakers. It's just you get these young guys, you never get to see them develop. You just see them like or in like D-Lo, you see them struggle, and then you never like never reap the benefits of like drafting well because their draft history is like amazing like it's awesome oh, yeah yeah and they kill it under the margins too yeah you know, austin reeves alex caruso yeah you know, just examples last few years yeah um you know it's just development it's just tough in their uh environment 
you know, yeah. winner when their championship championship or bust every year. Okay, so now just to bring it all together, we're going to do a little comparison between all three guys in some different some different areas. So, um, so rank rank the these three guys in terms. So we're going to do scoring first, but we're going to break it down into like outside scoring, inside scoring, and then like just overall like package. Um, so outside scoring, uh, what's your what's your list? Yeah, uh, Anthony definitely number one. Uh, you know, off the dribble, pull up shooting. Uh, he's he's already one of the best in the league at that, in my opinion. Uh, so Anthony, uh, then then it gets easy from there. Jordan and then Taylor and Horn Tugger. Uh, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think Taylor's gonna be high in this in this in this ranking. So yeah, I would probably. I think. Hmm, let me think. I think Simons because Simons, I think, is a little bit more of a consistent shooter than yeah. than Pool, especially mm-hmm. like off the bounce. Like his mechanics are very solid. Yeah, um, he gets off the ground super quick too, and like people can't even contest his shots sometimes. So yeah, Simons, Pool, Tucker, I would say the same. Um, mm-hmm. Inside scoring, so I'm gonna say, let's see, definitely not Simons is definitely last, and I mm-hmm. think I'm gonna say Tht, Pool, Simons. Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've got to, you know, again, I haven't seen too much Taylor, uh, but yeah, I, I got to side, side with Jordan on this Jordan Taylor and then yeah, Simon's last. Th <clears throat> like one of the kind of underrated thing about him is his pace for a young guard. Cause this is, mm-hmm. is this second or third year. I'm trying to remember. Uh, third year, third year. Right. Cause the first, first year, he just like only G league second year. He like yep. played a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, his his pace when he gets like in the in between, like gets in the paint, gets in the mid range, is really good. Like he'll do a really good job of like putting the defender in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but sometimes he'll just like after he'll get the guy in jail, he'll just kind of force it instead of just taking the like the maybe like the shorter jumper. He'll just try to get all the way to the rack, and then mm-hmm. it's a harder finish. Um, but I, I like it. I like his pace down there. He does have like a pretty good arsenal of like step backs and turnarounds. And then, like, regards to, like, finishing through contact and, like, just avoiding um, avoiding defenders, I think I either have, I think he's a little better than that than Poole. Yeah. Poole can, can do that at times, but, like, as I said, like, earlier, I, I've from what I've seen, he, goes, he does get swallowed up a little bit. I don't, I don't see THT. Like, he has the, the physicality over Poole um, to kind of fight through that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh- yeah, speaking on yeah, one more thing about finishing. Uh, yeah, at the rim, I think it can go like either way. But the, what really makes a difference for me is Jordan Poole's in between game. I think he really has the other two beat. Uh, you know, the floaters, push shots, uh, and whatnot. I think that plays into finishing too. Uh, that that's really what made the decision for me here. Yeah, yeah, I can see that because Poole's Poole's floater game is pretty good. It's pretty solid. Okay, so mm-hmm. how about just overall overall scoring? Who do you have? Uh, okay, this is tough. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Taylor, but you know, he's he's <laughs> down there. Uh, I Poole and Simons, it's interesting because, uh, I think, uh, a lot of Jordan shooting, Jordan Poole shooting woes have to do, uh, yeah, he's inconsistent, but I think that has to do with confidence too. Uh, so if he's like empowered in, in a better situation, I think, uh, you know. I might have to lean Jordan Poole overall as a scorer. Uh, I, I think the slashing is too much. And even if, you know, Anthony Simons is, is a better off the dribble creator right now, uh, I think that the gap as a finisher, it, it gives him the edge. 
Yeah, I think Jordan Poole, if you think in terms of like outside scoring and inside scoring, he's the best blend of both out of yeah. all these three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I would – I'm just trying to think. It's, I'm just trying to think of a reason you can like prioritize Simons over Poole. Yeah, I guess the his shooting's a lot more solid. Mm-hmm. And like his – yeah, I like, I like Simons shooting a lot better. But yeah, I – has Poole really had like any like those like the game Simons has where he drops like 40, 50 points? Oh, how many what was that game Simons had? Like when he was like a like wasn't he like a rookie at like 50 points in like the last game of the season or something? Yeah. Uh it was last season sometime. Was that last season? Uh, yeah. Uh I think, yeah. So I'm gonna go on, on a little rant here. But you know, uh, Jordan's Jordan Poole's had like 30 point games, but if he if he was really, you know, empowered, you know, if they let him run pick and roll, get to his spots. I think those 30, 30 point games are like 40, closer to 40, even 50 point games, honestly. Uh, like that, uh, you know, he has games where he go, he gets like super hot from three. Uh, but I think the, 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 what is it? The majority of his big games are largely due to the rise in confidence uh, that he gets. Like last night in San Antonio, you know, once he got it going, he was like slashing, uh, you know, attacking the basket every time down. And that was like a foul or, uh, foul or a bucket every or foul or uh kick out every time uh so i i think you know it, that's what that sort of explains why he hasn't had like the big uh shooting or what is it big box score nights that like the others may have had uh now yeah. yeah so simon's career high is 43 and that was actually the it wasn't it, was, it wasn't the game where it was like the last game of the season he just like went off um mm-hmm. it was the the one like this year earlier this year when his um he said in like his interview, like the he dedicated game to his grandfather who passed away. Oh, right. So he had forty three that night. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and like a lot, most of his damage obviously is coming from coming from three, just mm-hmm. raining it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I definitely think pull like just the rim pressure stuff though, just definitely. And then with his ability to at least shoot at a pretty high level, I think yeah, probably number one. Okay, what about um in terms of playmaking? Who do you who do you have? I think Jordan's the best passer of the three. Uh, Simons is pretty good, but I think, like you said, it's still a work in progress. He still short circuits things and doesn't look for certain reason. And to some some extent, you know, you see that with Jordan Poole too. Uh, you know, in his role, he's a shot maker and uh, off the bench, so he, he misses a lot of opportunities. But I think just as a passer, uh, like yesterday uh, on Twitter, I tweeted uh, this this lefty dime that he had. Uh, you know, he I think you know once he gets into the paint. Uh, that plays a lot into it, collapsing the defense and, and playing off of that. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I'd lean Jordan Poole as a playmaker. Yeah, I, I think it's actually very, very close between Poole and Simons because um, when I was looking at Simons really, really closely, like um, earlier earlier this season, he really did have some nice flashes where uh, – who was the team that he was playing? But he was playing some team, and they were putting two on the ball. They were blitzing him a little bit more just so he can't get to I think Washington. Court. Was it Washington? Washington. Okay, so. and he was and he was like really patient. Like he knew the blitz was coming. He would like retreat, dribble back, and like just see the whole floor, and then skip it weak side corner, like hit hit Nurkic in the in like the the short roll. That game, I was like, dude, this guy's like a really good passer. And there's like he's pretty ambidextrous too. Like he can make yeah. his passes like really well with his right, um, right and left, which I I really like. And then you know, and then there's THT at the bottom <laughs> again, um, poor guy, but. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Because pool for him too, like when you when you watch his um, assist, I guess both of them a little bit. 
but pool a lot of his stuff comes in like the flow of the offense where like someone like slips a screen pops and then you'll hit them and the like auto porter will like shoot the three um so it's kind of like hard to tell who's yeah, I, I yeah i just think like uh yeah because role plays into it a lot i think if if pool is maximized then like last night in san antonio it was probably the first it was probably the the game where he was most empowered all year uh you know with looney setting screens and uh really you know they ran actions for him getting downhill and uh he had some kickouts where you know like simons he's he's ambidextrous and he's able to get uh you know passes off with the velocity and whatnot uh but i think in pick and roll if he's if he's if he was allowed to do that every night then you'd really see it a lot more often yeah all right, last uh, last category. This one's a little more. It's gonna be harder to tell because none of these guys, I would say, are defensive first guys. But yeah, rank these guys in terms of in terms of defense. Man, this is tough. Because uh, honestly, like even with Jordan Poole, I'm still at a. Uh, I'm still not entirely sure where he's at defensively. Uh, Simons, I think I've seen like, uh, I think Kyrie or like that Brooklyn game. He had some solid moments on the ball and even rotationally. Uh, but I mean, all three have to be negatives, right? I mean, I'm not so sure about Taylor Horn Tucker. Yeah. Taylor Horn Tucker, I could see me maybe being like neutral, maybe slight pause just because mm-hmm. of, because of his tools. And I don't, they do put him on some like tougher assignments sometimes. Um, where do you think he's maximized as a defender? Where he's maximized? Probably like as a, as a, as an on-ball guy for sure. Cause mm-hmm. since like he, checking since wings. Yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. he's a, he's pretty. I think he's pretty switchable between like one one through three too. Okay. Um, and I think as he gets older, I think maybe even fours because of his because uh, of his wingspan. And just and he's already so built coming into the league. Like that's good. That's definitely going to help. Like kind of like Drew Holiday, where Drew Holiday can kind of guard like one through. Uh, Drew Holiday can actually kind of guard one through five, to be honest. But yeah, kind of yeah. kind of like that mode where he's he his body type's a lot different than Poole and Simons, where he's just a lot more sturdier. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, in terms of tools, you kind of got to lead Taylor Horton Tucker, but in like in actuality, like, I don't, I don't really know um, how all three are, all three have had lapses off the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think THC is the safest figure just yeah. off your description. Uh, I know, I know for a fact, like Jordan Poole on the ball, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty, it gets pretty hard to watch at times, <laughs> yeah. you know, when he really tries like he can get through screens and whatnot, but uh, you know, for the most part, it, there really isn't too much there. Uh, the probably the the biggest positive he brings is like uh, as a as a helper like re, uh, what is it stunting and, and uh, he has quick hands so when he digs on drives that's where he can be effective but even that it, it's not consistent um, as it is with like most young players uh, and I, I think the same probably goes for Simons too so it makes sense to have THC up there yeah that's kind of my thing about deep I feel like defense is just so much about like effort because I don't think like yeah. How is someone inherently better at like fight, like navigating screens and like another? I mean, they're obviously if it's like, uh, I guess <laughs> I know we we're making fun of him early, but like Joe Ingles, <laughs> like yeah, like you know you have a trouble because he's older and like a bit slower. But I feel like if you're like a like a pretty like decent enough athlete, there's no reason why you shouldn't be a good, um, a good defender. I just feel like it's just so much of it is just effort. Yeah, I can get with that. Uh, like yeah, there's technique involved, like in how Alex Cruz will navigate screens, for example, but. Uh, yeah, a lot of that's just like sheer willpower. If, yeah. if they want to do it, then you'll see you guys do it. Like Devin Booker is a great example. Yeah. This year he's been uh, really solid on defense, uh, really, really like fitting into that sun scheme. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's also about Devin Booker last year in, in the playoffs because when they were playing the Clippers, like he he was like checking Paul George. Oh in yeah, the series. And I mm-hmm. was like, and you kind of think of him like the reputation was like, oh, empty score, doesn't play any defense, you know. Before last season, like this guy can this guy can really play defense. <laughs> oh yeah, so kind of, bro. We kind of sound like ball don't stop right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, he's right. Though. I mean, he, he, yeah, that's he's one right. of the things I agree. One of the things I agree yeah. with him. Um, yeah. So any closing thoughts, and we can just wrap things up here. I don't know. I think all three will be really good. Uh, you know, I'll say, that, I mean, th- everything depends on situation. Uh, you know, they're three talented players. Uh, I don't think I have any, anything more to add. Okay. Yeah. yeah sounds good. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully we have another episode next week. You know, we're both busy college students, so oh, we'll, yeah. see, we'll see about that. But yeah, thank you for listening and see you guys later. Bye.